Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. Oh my lord, this is On Deck number 34. Tony, how are we doing? I'm doing good, man. Like, I'm feeling excited about this week. Obviously, we uh, it's a bit of a messed up setup we got right now in terms of our, our release schedule. Obviously, life takes over. Uh, but we did promise a spoiler-filled review episode for the Suicide Squad, so I'm actually eager to get into it. But first of all, I want to thank uh, all of the ongoing listeners, you know, the people that have been with us day one that have stuck around. I want to say thank you to all of the, the new listeners. You know, if this is your first time listening and you wanted to jump in on this episode, uh, I want to say I appreciate you. You know, I see you. I see Thanks, I guys. see you seeing me, listening to me, listening to you. Well, I can't hear you, but this is one way. But thank you for, you know, the day ones and the day zeros and the future people. Uh but yeah, man, that's uh how you feeling, man? How you feeling this week? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um I, I it's it's been uh a bog standard week, man. Just just getting mm-hmm. a lot of work done. Yes. Um when I say work, I don't mean school work. I mean like all the projects that I've said, all right, cool for the summertime, for the summertime, right. for the summertime. Yeah. I'm finally chipping away at quite a few of them, including this as well. So mm. I'm I'm happy that, you know, we're in this position. Uh anxiety always creeps in. <laughs> but mm. uh as long as uh things are getting done, I yeah. I'm not too mad. I mean, mm. you know, uh, the, the kind of calm down nature that I have yeah. with work and just life and just trying to enjoy it, especially with sleep, mm. kind of reflects how busy TV and film has been. Uh, or maybe like it's a type of uh, TV and films that we watch. It hasn't been as uh, busy for it hasn't, myself. It hasn't popped and that's off because I don't think no, it's popped off in no. recent. I think things have slowed down a little bit. I think some summers kind of you know obviously they always capitalize on the summer blockbuster. Um, I think summers winding down. Some 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 of these yeah. studios are kind of happy because we'll, we'll get into why that might be the case. But like I think things are not. Oh, coming out as planned for a lot of these films. And uh, again, we will get into uh, why we think that's so and what we're actually, what we, I'm being super vague, uh, but there's method to my madness and we'll get into what that means. Yeah, man. Um, how about you, Tom? Uh, how you been? It's, it's been? It's been good, man. Like I, I've been slack with my diet recently, which I'm not really happy about, but um, I got, I, I got, pretty good control the the thing that i want to get to i want to get to um another level of discipline you know um i want to see what i can really do to myself when i i'm, I'm actually very hard on myself and that's what i'm going to get well, to for, for, for the people that have been listening from from the beginning um mm-hmm. i don't know if you know this but uh tony unlocked super saiyan 3 uh-huh. and um <laughs> he dropped down to two recently which is a uh, it's pitiful because now i've ascended to four mm-hmm. and um he's trying to get back to my level <laughs> oh, oh your level okay cool if you lot could see us in person like you lot yeah, would not be agreeing with what ken's ken no nah, you'll see the I, difference it's crazy <laughs> i'll say something about ken though like he's got the world's like longest arm to body ratio like yeah man <laughs> i i call him silverback because legit like if he wanted to he could put his arms to the ground and just walk on his feet on his hands like do, do you know what crazy. i'm doing actually what do you know doing? what i'm doing i'm actually um i'm training my legs in the gym yeah i'm supposed to power mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dunking by the end of the summertime bro you're dunking i'm saying with your arm reach you don't really even need to jump you just like put your hands up and that's the thing I've, I've i've tried i've tried yeah. um like I, I need about more about four more inches to have know, a, man. A, a, com- a confident dunk you know what i mean I, like, I think all you need to do is just like stretch a little bit more because my, i've tried again I'm, <laughs> re- tried. I'm reiterating how much this guy's arms are long like he's yeah my person, wingspan is long man like I, um, at standing I'm, 
he can scratch the back of his calf just standing. He doesn't have to bend. <laughs> That's how <laughs> long his arms are. It's crazy. I called him Silverback Gorilla for a reason. Oh man, don't don't listen to this guy's mm-hmm. pitiful lies. Um, <laughs> uh, but but he he's he's he has some points. Um, I'm I'm five eleven, but my span mm-hmm. is I think it's six three. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, no, yeah. Um, don't worry, I'll be dunking by then in the summertime. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I got, I got one for you, Tony. Don't worry. Okay. Nuts, nuts in your face. Don't worry. We'll have nuts, to see, bro. Why would you go there? <laughs> why would you go to uh to putting um you know? Oh no! Snacks you know in my face. When, when 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 people dunk, you know, if you try and block me, that that that's all you're gonna end up seeing, bro. Well, first of all, I think it's very very dangerous that in an NBA game they're playing games while having you know, uh, snacks with them. Like, you should put the snacks to the side. <laughs> I hate you, Tony. You can't be putting <laughs> nuts in people's face. Some people are allergic to nuts. You want a set of anaphylaxis in the middle of an NBA game? Oh, I, t- Tony, you know start to, just, just stop, stop. Speaking to that point, though, I think CP3, Chris Paul, I think if he actually did cotton on to Anis, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's allergies, I think he would have won the NBA final. That's all I'm saying. Nah, you're stupid like, for that one, bro. Bro, it felt like there was no stopping Giannis. I don't want to get into the, the basketball stuff again, but yo, Giannis bored out. He deserves that championship. But back to how I'm feeling. Um, so, you know, food-wise, I haven't been good overindulging, but I'm back on it. I'm back on the straight and narrow. Um, in terms of, like, creativity, recently I've been, uh, for the lack of a better word, like, butting heads, right? I've been butting heads with life, with work, uh, with certain people in my life. And it's affected my creativity. Like, you know, I've, um, with work, it's been a bit crazy. Loads of deadlines and I'm very much behind. Uh, mostly because I don't believe the workload has been distributed fairly. And I feel like I've been victimized. I've been hard done by. And I will be seeking legal uh, intervention. No, I'm chatting shit. I'm not going to be seeking legal intervention just in case one of my colleagues hear this and they, they go snapping. Uh, no, um, but I, I, I do think my workload is a bit nuts and I've been do, like... Do you know what that sounds like? What What does it sound like? It sounds like the hard work conundrum. It's a hard work conundrum that a lot right. of people suffer from. Yeah. Um, if people don't know quite what, what that is, mm-hmm. you may have experienced it where, you know, you got people that are competent, and you got people that yeah. are incompetent in the workplace, but you can't just fire them because they're incompetent. Well, right. in most places you can't. Some places you can. I right. think the private the sector pe- you can. Like you don't really need a lot of yeah. reasons to fire people in the crap private. Exactly. Sector. It's it's so fluid. People mm-hmm. come in and out, right? Yeah. With the incompetent people, because you can't really do much with them, you give yeah. them the slow jobs because mm-hmm. they're slow anyway. Get on with the, the slow job. Then you got the competent people that are quick or good at their job, right. and then you know they get given all the extra work and mm-hmm. all the harder work because they know they're competent, they're reliable. It's a double-edged sword. Because you're so right. good, you get all the harder work and then the people that are incompetent get the lighter work because they either won't do the job as well as yourself yeah, um, or they will end up just fumbling the bag and right. therefore it, it would be would have just been easier to hire someone or get Tony to do some of the work. Right. So it, it, it's, it's a hard work conundrum. There's mm-hmm. a way around it and I try and do this at work, mm-hmm. uh, and we could talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like right now, Tony. You, you're 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 picking up the slack of people that should be hired to do the same work as you. I don't want to be picking up people's slack. First of all, I think that's disgusting. I don't think people should be leaving slack on the floor for other people to pick up. That's nasty. It's gooey. It's it's messy. It's kind of dirty. Don't be leaving slack on the floor, people. Stop littering. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
It's a shame, but man. It's a shame. That that aside, um, it has been affecting my creativity. I haven't been able to work on my book in a very long time. I've been working on other stuff related to the book. Um, kind of like these these um character profile feel uh, things. Um, I don't really necessarily feel like I'm doing a great job with them because I don't feel like I'm actually um pushing my creativity. I feel like I'm doing very bog standard stuff with it. Um, so I've barely even been able to work on those because of how crazy work is. Like I've been doing several weeks of overtime. I'm talking about six day weeks, seven day weeks. Um, so I'm effectively tired and, you know, going to the gym either in the morning or evening basketball when it's not raining like crazy. It's the weather's stupid out here, people. It's a summer, but I legit were getting tsunami type weather. There was one time legit. I'm talking about coming from the gym. I looked more wet after my workout from the rain than I did during my workout from sweating. That's how mad it was. It was, it was absolutely disgusting. I had to hide out in my barbershop just to make it through the weather. But uh, on that note, uh, to move away from something depressing, uh, like the British weather, like my lack of creativity, let's get into something that's actually a bit more exciting, uplifting. This is the episode where we're getting into the Suicide Squad spoiler review, Ken. Um, do you want to kick it off or do you want me to kick it off? Well, let's, let's, let's go back to what we said in the uh, non-spoiler review. Right. So in the non-spoiler review, we talked about how much we both enjoyed the film um, and we both praised it for its uh, creativity, uh, comedic-wise. We praised it for James Gunn right. for um, proving once again he can make a ensemble-type films mm-hmm. of different characters and make them work in a type of way and solve uh, problems when you yeah. have too many characters um right. in particular with how he directed them yeah um and and that, that that's one thing i'd like to praise about it because well before we get into that mm-hmm. uh, uh just to compare what james gunn did in this film right uh, tony just without really thinking about how james gunn did it mm-hmm. how would you handle directing a film that had literally like 15 characters that mm-hmm. had to be represented so for example like what we've seen from uh, the previous Suicide Squad, this Suicide Squad, yeah. um, you know, the MCU with the Avengers, uh, mm-hmm. Justice League, or even uh, X-Men. Mm-hmm. When X-Men, uh, was X-Men 3, where you had like yeah. 100 mutants at one point. So Tony, yeah. how, how would you, I, I know you have some ideas and I have a mm-hmm. couple ideas myself, but how would you direct uh, a film that had yeah. a multitude of different characters in it? I guess like it's one of those ones, it's like uh, go for a simple plot, right? You don't want something so crazy convoluted. And if, if you're skillful like that, by all means, uh, pull it off. I think there's some writers, directors out there that can do that, take a very complex plot and balance it out with uh, complex characters as well. And, you know, I think it's, it becomes infinitely harder when you're trying to do that at the same time of creating an action movie. So you have to balance all of these things. I think if you're going to go the route of action or action adventure, that kind of vibe, you simplify it, right? You simplify at least one aspect of it, right? You say at the very beginning, it's like, this is not a character study, so don't expect character development. This is a nonstop balls to the wall action movie, but with a complex plot, right? So the plot and the setting almost becomes the main character. Or you can go the other route and say like, no, the plot is very simple. This is the mission. Get that out of the way. Then at every moment, the quiet moments, that's where you have the character focus moments where the characters engage with each other, where you'll naturally get that exposition of who the characters are through natural dialogue, right? 
uh, through conflict, right? Why, why are you messing up this mission? Because my daddy never loved me and stuff like that, you know? Obviously, that's poor writing on my part, but yeah. that's how, that's, that's how yeah. I would handle it. When you have too many, too many aspects, you need to reduce some of them to uplift something else. That's how I would, I would yeah. do it. Well, um, from what we've seen from a variety of different films, mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest thing that I, I noticed that stood out is yeah. to just split them up. Mm-hmm. Simple. Just split them up. I saw, I, saw, I saw it in this film. I saw yeah. it in... Um, I saw it in Avengers. Uh, right. We've seen it where there's a larger sum of people. If you split them up, that gives you opportunity to give people dialogue and right. do a little bit of character development. There's only mm. a limited time in a in a film for sure. Yeah. But by splitting up the group a little bit and bringing them together to have the little quips and one-liners, because if you try and have everyone at the same time, all that's going to happen is people are just going to get rubbish lines like "Yeah, give me BET," like in the mm. previous Su- Suicide Squad. That was just mm-hmm. a terrible line. It you was, know? and like. From what I've I've noticed by by, by splitting them up, um, you 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 can really focus on giving because uh, uh, we we saw in Avengers when we had Peter Parker, Tony Stark, um, uh, Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. Star Lord in that little scene, and they just broke up into even smaller factions, mm-hmm. which is so much more easier. Yeah, um, and actually give a reason for breaking them up mm-hmm. rather than just like randomly just pulling people apart. Because yeah. we want everyone to come together to have their own action scene and battle scene, which we do see in these films. Yeah. But the minute it's the minute it's together all the way through, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's 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 so hard. People are just vying for attention from the camera, right? And therefore, the writing gets complex, which yeah. is a nice little segue into how this film actually starts or the marketing of this film of the Suicide Squad twenty twenty one. Because in the trailers, we got a huge glimpse at the uh, Suicide Squad or Task Force X characters that would be in this film. Yeah. We had, I don't know what the number is, Tony. Was it like 15 uh, characters that were toted inside the trailer? Obviously, that's not what necessarily we saw in the film, but we had so many characters that right. were put in that trailer. People yeah. were worried, how the hell are they going to combine all these characters to make them work on the screen? And yeah. <laughs> there was a very simple answer to that, which is split them up and then kill them off. I mean, I think, I think it goes back to what I said, like in our initial review, right? The marketing lied to us, but in such a dope way, like I was under full impression that when I saw the initial trailer, right? And I was sure um, the initial marketing, they very much focused on what I would say the A team and the B team, right? There was two teams, essentially, like you said, they split up. And this is, let's get in, let's actually get into review because this is a perfect segue into the review, right? Exactly. We open up. Onto the shop where you have the 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 compulsory introduction of the Suicide Squad. They're on a, uh, the main character. Well, I, I say the main character, but it leads you to believe that this guy is going to be the main character. And the savant, played by Michael Rooker, he's in a square box by himself, a, a cell, and he's like he shows off. And this is a great way visually to say like, oh, this is the guy's kind of skill set. He's got this bouncy ball, knocks it around the wall, and he's always able to predict where it's going to land and come back to him. There's a little bird. He knocks it around the wall and kills the bird with it. Gets pulled out by Amanda Waller. Say, we got a mission for you. It's going to take off some time off of your thing. And he said, I'll be happy. Or, I'll, be, I'll be happy doing anything just to get out of it, right? Suited yeah. and booted. He gets introduced to the rest of the team. And they're ready to go. And you have a rundown of like Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, uh, TDK. Why is his name TDK? Because that's his name. 
that's how you make you know you make names with letters there's a little joke about that it's pretty funny uh you got uh b- the black guard played by a white guy which i'm thinking is that racial i don't know well, they don't really address it we move on uh you got weasel who as he's defined he's a human shaped weasel uh, i don't know how else to define him uh you got what, uh, not a werewolf they confuse him for a werewolf, which that was, it was, <laughs> that, that was, was nice. a moment yeah. of like funny, but like Tim David, uh, Pete Davidson's overacting kind of killed the moment for it. Uh, obviously you got, um, Rick flag being the, uh, the team leader again. And there we go. you got your team. Actually, I forgot to mention Javelin as well. Uh, they embark on a mission only to find out that they've been betrayed by Blackguard. And that's where we have the moment where, the marketing lied to us, right? The marketing for me, especially with early on and the set piece, all of those, all of those people that I just kind of said right now, I thought that they were the main team, right? And I thought maybe Idris Elba as uh, Bloodsport and John Cena is going to come back later, uh, come come in later and join them as the main team, right? No, they say like, no, 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 no. This is like the biggest bait and switch we have ever pulled off. They proceed to wipe out that whole squad. Nobody survives. They literally get... Yeah, A-team died. Everyone... Well, not everyone the A-team, but everyone on that team got obliterated. And when, when they say Suicide Squad, it's like, it's the Massacre Squad, right? They get killed in the dirtiest way. Pete Davidson's Blackguard, he gets shot in the face. His face literally implodes. You got... Well, it was his fault that everyone died on that yeah, team. Yeah, he, he, they got betrayed and he was the first to get betrayed. You got Javelin, who does absolutely nothing, gets shot up lands on the floor you've got um mongal uh who like in the comic book she's supposed to be super powerful i'm talking about like superman level like she is not only not very powerful but extremely dumb she runs up and jumps on a helicopter causes it and to doesn't go, let go doesn't let go causes it to go out of control proceeding to not only kill herself but leading to the death of captain boomerang and I, i'm not gonna lie i i really really like jai courtney he's a person that hollywood has tried to push for so long it hasn't worked, but because I, 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 I watched him back in the days in, in Spartacus Blood and Bone, and they killed him off there as well, I've always had a, a, an appreciation for Jai Courtney. But Hollywood doesn't. Hollywood shakes him off, and they killed him off in the most unceremonious way. I feel like that was James Gunn saying, like, this is what little bit of the previous Suicide Squad we could get for this film, and I'm letting you know I'm destroying it. One way or the other, I'm destroying it. And they proceed to kill him. You got TDK, who is um, yeah. the, uh, the uh, what's his name? I know his, uh, his comic book name, Armful Off Boy, but I forgot what TDK stands for. Um, the... The Detachable Kid. The Detachable Kid. Uh, and all he literally does is have his arms detach, float, and smack people in the face. Kind of, not even really hard. He proceeds to die, which... I don't know, the way he was bleeding to death and they don't actually show him fully dead, I'm, I kind of have this hope that he's not actually dead because I like Nathan Fillion. But yeah. that was just a cover. Ken, why was it a cover? What was really going down? What was really going down? Well, they purposely put the lane team at the front of the, of mm-hmm. the firing line to right. distract uh, to distract uh, the military of that island Yeah, uh, of the actual the actual A-team <laughs> with all the characters that we know that are known actors. So we've right. got our John Cena, Peacemaker, we have our Idris Elba, Bloodsport. Um, we have 
who else who else we have in that? We had King Stark, uh, Sylvester Stallone, we had Ratcatcher two, and I'm missing some we have Polka Dot uh Polka Dot Man. And I think there's one more person that I'm missing. I think that was it for now. But um yeah, we had that team that was infiltrating on the other side of the island with the exact same mission, mm-hmm. but without drawing the attention of the militar. Mm-hmm. And that was such an amazing move on Amanda Waller. It's almost as if she knew that is it Black Star? Yes. Is that is that his name that uh, portrayed Black, the team? Black Guard. Black Guard. Yeah. Like, it's almost as if she knew it, they don't allude to this in the film. Yeah. But it's almost as if she knew that, you know, he would betray or something would go horribly wrong with mm-hmm. uh plan A, <laughs> you know? Um, which makes me wonder Either she did know or she didn't know, and she had a contingency plan. But what if the contingent? Uh, what if Plan A did work, and they managed to all be part of the one big Task Force X um, Suicide Squad team? Mm-hmm. Then boom! I don't know what happened, but it's almost as if they knew. So this other team comes on, and they infiltrate the island uh, quietly in the uh, so that they can actually uh, find out what this project is happening in. Uh, is it Jodenheim? Mm-hmm. Uh, a facility, a science facility that is holding uh, some kind of super weapon or something that the government or Amanda was being quite uh, cagey, a bit elusive about what's happening there. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you know inside any comic book with Amanda Waller, she always knows more than she gives out, understandably. Yeah. But uh, they are trying to figure out what's happening in this building which we later find out is a very, very popular and famous villain from the comics. Well, I would say villain, a being from the comics, because uh, uh, I think the being just wants to just just live. But the way that they live is through the subjugation of people. And that is Starro the Conqueror. Yeah. Right? Starro the Conqueror. So yeah. they're trying to make their way to there, but then a couple of things happening along the way that kind of hinder their... Uh, progress directly to there mm-hmm. which is uh rescuing harley quinn and uh well re- yeah rescuing harley quinn and uh rick flag yeah um because they uh because uh, rick flag in the uh plan a team um almost as if amanda waller just allowed him to just get killed off uh but he survived he got captured but it was a a, a double bluff and yeah. this is when some of the best uh um <laughs> The, the best cinematography or the same, the best screenplay uh, was coming through in this film. Uh, Amanda Waller says, okay, don't hold back, kill everything that moves, get Rick Flagg out. And so to everyone in the team, they're like, all right, cool. We're going to, we're going to do what we do, which is uh, <laughs> absolutely murder everyone. Yeah. So they find the base where Rick Flagg is quote unquote being captured. And they proceed to have an amazing scene, which I really wanted to talk about. It's an amazingly comedic and incredibly gory scene. Yeah. Showcasing the reason why Bloodsport's on this team, mm-hmm. showing why Peacemaker's on this team, showing why um, uh, King Shark is on this team. Yeah. And even Polka Dot Man. They proceed to absolutely, in a stealthy way, it's almost as if they were playing Tom Clancy's uh, um, a Splinter Cell or right. even Assassin's Creed yeah, because they were weaving their ways like, all right, cool. That it felt like they were trying to get an achievement of who can do the the, the slickest, the craziest kill in this game. It's, all right, cool. It's I'm going to shoot that guy in the nuts. 
and then ha- and then shoot the fan on the head, yeah. electrocute them, and then pop off their head with a flamethrower. What? There I were mean, so many great kills in this. I think right? it's, it's like, even it doper than that. Like Bloodsport, bloody killed some dudes with a slingshot, and Peacemaker is going around killing people with a pea shooter and poison darts. Like they were just having fun. Like legit, the the dope thing about this film, right? And maybe you can say it's not really dope, but it's kind of sickening in the same way. Is that they're relishing in their rated R slash their rated 15 um, age rating, right? And that it's like, if we're going to go there because these guys are trained killers, we're going to go there. Like, Peacemaker is a messed up character. And he's essentially a guy that says, I believe in peace in the world. But if I have to commit atrocities, if I have to commit war to get peace, I'm going to do it. If there's a baby in the way of the uh, in the way of the road towards peace, I will run over that baby with a vehicle because I am the peacemaker and I will make peace by any means necessary. You got bloodshot. It's just like, well, is, is, is there is there money in this? Like, I mean, I, I can kill people. Do you know who bloodshot reminds me of? Like, I could imagine there being a prequel to it. He reminds me of Crumbopolis Michael. He literally just, <laughs> he just loves killing. Quimbopolis Michael is a reference to a uh, Rick and Morty character, an uh, alien uh, assassin that just loves killing. He would do it for free if he wanted to. Like, Bloodsport is just so good at this stuff. He can do it in his sleep. Like, both of them. To the point where they try to outdo each other, where, like, I think what happens is Bloodsport shoots a fan into a guy's bath uh, while he's bathing and electrocutes him to death and John, uh, John Cena's character uh, Peacemaker to outdo him he basically over the shoulder shoots a guy with a very very large what I believe to be uh, Desert Eagle with a silencer which just to let people know silencers don't make gun silence like they suppress sound they're still yeah. very loud so in this whole scene yeah. people are getting killed and I'm thinking how is nobody hearing this death and violence like, they're not that stealthy with it, but clearly nobody heard it, right? But he shoots this guy over the shoulder without looking. And Nidra Selbers are, like, saying, like, what, that was even a lethal shot. I win. And he's like, wait for it. And the guy blows up. And the guy said, yeah, my bullets had, like, explosive charges in there. And it's like, oh, I, I hate show off. It's like, you only hate show. I'm paraphrasing poorly, but it's like, it's only show. Was it... How did it go, Ken? You probably know better. But something to the effect uh. of, like, um, it's dope when what you're showing off is sick as fuck. And he just yeah. turns around and he says like, damn, it's so right. It's true. Yeah, that shit, was sick. Right. <laughs> These guys are literally impressed about how dope they are at killing each other. But that's, let's skip ahead. Like, so they meet Rick Flagg to find out that he wasn't killed on the other side of the island. He upstates them. They kind of semi-recruit the militia that they proceeded to actually mostly kill at that point. Uh, these freedom fighters. Yeah, there, there was more. There was another camp because they turned back up, you know. I mean, I don't know how they killed most of those people, but there's a, a, more people in that camp that still didn't hear it. That was very convenient. Um, yeah. So they link up with them. They make up a plan. They need to get to this club because they know the head scientist running Jotunheim, um, Gaius Greaves, he's going to be there. He likes, you know, chill out there when things calm down. They proceed towards the club and... This is the moment of character development that we're talking about, right? They're in casual Jess clothes. They're, ha- they're just having a good time. And the funniest moment in that whole scene, I'm skipping over a lot, but like I'm just going for the, the, big, the big moments. But 
they establish early on with Polka Dot Man. He doesn't seem to be a violent man and there's a reveal about his origins of how he became the Polka Dot Man, which uh, one of the, f- uh, I'm jumping around a few things here, but I don't know about you, Ken, but did you ever feel like at times there was problems in the story, like why these people in prison? Like, I don't know why Peacemaker went to prison, uh, besides the fact that he probably killed a lot of people. I I thought I missed the reason why the uh, the uh, the Rat Queen is it the Rat Queen, uh, Rat Master, uh, Rat Catcher Two, Rat Catcher Two, Rat Master, <laughs> but Rat Catcher um, she, Two. She she was in prison because she did the, um, uh, a robbery she, with the rats. I actually missed that the first time, so I actually yeah, watched yeah. it for the and second the, time. And the rats were considered uh, it, weapons. So yeah, lethal weapon. Yeah, uh, but we don't know why um, Thingy is in prison. Um, Polka Dot Man. Um, we know why like characters like Weasel is because apparently he ate children. But Polka Dot Man, he's mostly a mystery until you divulge that um you find out his origin story that he became the Polka Dot Man because his mother, who was a scientist at Star Labs, was obsessed with creating a superhero. So she actually experimented on all of her kids, including himself, infecting him with an interdimensional virus that actually forces him to produce these polka dots that these kind of like matter eating polka dots. And if he doesn't expel them twice a day, uh, they would actually eat him alive. And he actually says at one point, it's like, I don't really like killing people. I do find it easier when I pretend that my mother. And there's so many moments where the, the, the movie kind of replaces characters that he sees as his mother. And he, every time I was in hysterics, Ken, like that scene where they're in the jungle and he explains it to them and you get his perspective the one that gets me is was the one in the club bro not not just that one i think the one in the (laughs) that one got me the one in the jungle got me more because i'm seeing his mother in the peacekeeper a peacemaker uniform and it's that white trousers but she's got thick as fuck thighs it killed me bro it killed me because you're just seeing this wide mass of white and yeah. like little, she's got like a small top because she's kind of pear shaped. It killed me, bro. Both times I watched it, I was almost choking on my own saliva and and drowning in my own tears. But you see, that's the great thing about um uh, that character because yeah. in the past that character's just been a joke. It's been, a, it's been a joke character. All of these characters have been a joke. A lot more in, in in this film. Yeah, even Bloodsport's been a bit of a joke. Yeah. With some of the things that he went through in his origin. But Polka Dot Man specifically, like we, we know it sounds stupid, the costume looks stupid. Yeah. But then when you deep what you can actually do and deep the kind of person that he is and the state of mind he's in yeah. constantly, it's like, ah, oh, you kind of feel sorry for him. Yeah. And then you make him that much more likable. And Just empathetic as well, because he is oh, a tragedy. 100%. All of these characters are mostly a tragedy. I don't think they, they get into too That's much it. to uh, how Peacemaker is a tragedy, but we I can guess, right? Yeah. And I'm hoping that because obviously he's gotten his own spin-off HBO Max show, I'm actually super uh, excited for it. I actually missed the after credit scene the first time because I just kind of, I've reached a point in my life that I don't really care about after credit scenes. I'm going to catch whatever you want to tell me in the next movie, right? So I missed it the first time because I didn't think there was. The credits went on for a while. Second time, because I found out there was, I sat around and watched it. Um, I'm not going to say what happens then until the end of it because that's, that's, that's die through. So we catch up with Harley Quinn. She hasn't died either. She's basically been taken in by the dictator of Cotomotis and he's very much enamored with her. He wants to use her kind of like as a political tool 
eventually falls in love with her. They proceed to making crazy love. He makes the mistake of divulging his master plan of... Well, what did he, what, what did he do before that? He proposed to her. He took her yeah. to the birds. He took her, it gave her a really nice day. It was a very yeah. nice soundtrack. Um, actually, and during that whole ordeal, mm-hmm. I, I was holding off rolling my eyes. Yeah. And the reason why I was holding off rolling my eyes, I'm like, okay, is this what Harley Quinn does in every single film? That she's always connected to a man. Right. And like that's that that's her arc. Yeah. Like in Suicide in Suicide Squad, it was a Joker. In the sec in Harley Quinn and Emancipation of Yada Yada Yada. Like yeah. it was once again connected to uh, uh to, to men or the Joker a little bit, mm-hmm. but it being a part a big plot uh part of the plot. Right. And this one's like, okay, so the next good looking guy that's rich and crazy, she's gonna jump. But then what happens is like and I'm so happy I waited because she kind of flipped it to show her own growth in her own psychotic type of way. Right. Because what happens next is he started spewing out craziness to say like, I want to make it value to you when I have his peace, but uh, the cost for peace is high. This is, this is, this. And if I have to kill kids and this, 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 and she immediately grabbed one of the guns on, uh, on the side and just shoots him in the chest. Yeah. And then she went, goes into this whole spiel about like, because of the last guy that I was on next, I promised myself if I ever saw red flags and killing kids is a big red flag, I'm not going to allow that kind of evil to be on the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. It, it was, it was amazing. Um, I, I, I do agree with you. It's a bit, it's a bit pro- problematic in the sense of like, this character seems to always kind of be dependent on the men in her life. Um, which yeah. is, which is a shame because her movie tried to veer away from that, even though it ended up being, that in the end All about anyway that. um so some people would say you know it would fail the bechdel test um I, I i think it was a kind of like a triumphal moment where she was taken back at agency it proceeds to one of the dopest yeah, like prison breaks ever like she proceeds to just say like i am harley quinn hear me raw and massacres every single bloody god in there Thing. i'm talking about <laughs> some 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 really dope action choreography it's like one of the downfalls that I had with the original Super Suicide Squad, I don't think it was a particularly good action movie. I think any action movie that only has two action scenes in it and both of them poorly directed is not a good action movie, right? And people can quote me on that. If you feel that the original Suicide Squad is a good film, you have problems. That's all I'm saying. But this movie, at every moment, the action is so well-paced, well-directed, well-shot. It doesn't do that, that lazy thing of giving you really tight... Um, one shots uh single shots and like you can't see anything right it gives you the full view of the screen you're getting full-on action dope choreography that is not wasted and only to find out when she makes it out to the prison break that her team found out where she is was trying to break her out and she feels so grateful so happy you have the introduction between her uh rick flag and Bloodsport, and it's kind of like, you know, uh, I'm Harley Quinn, nice to meet you. Bloodsport, nice to meet you. And kind of like, it was just, it was just fun, man. It was like, this movie is both dark and fun in good measure. Yeah, um, yeah. Where, where else can we jump to, Ken? Where, where else can we jump to? Oh, there's, there's, there's quite a few things, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I would say, actually, there's one thing I really want to talk about. It's about it. the three main uh, male characters. So we have right. Peacemaker, Bloodsport, and Rick Flag. Now, oh, wait, hold, on, hold dis- on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just pause you there. Are you are you doing yeah. that to disrespect King Shark and Polka Dot Man? Because are you saying oh, no, that no, they're, 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 they're not main a, characters? 
Okay, cool, 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 cool. Because I was yeah, about to say, like, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I mentioned those three. So these are the three. Uh, these are three characters. Um, yeah, and we we get an indication about how similar these characters are because uh, that's what right. I'm trying to get onto. Th- these three characters mm. are very similar in terms of abilities, right. and yes. uh, we see it immediately. And I think it's one of the first jokes in this. Uh, in this film where Amanda yeah. Waller was taking Bloodsport out and it's like, all right, cool. He's, he, he's this, he, he's a great marksman. He's a bit deranged. Mm-hmm. He has a messed up right. uh, background. The, this, this, the, this, 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 this. The Zach line is basically, he has been trained since childhood to be the ultimate weapon. Yeah. And she uses that to describe <laughs> Bloodsport to the rest of her team. Immediately. Only after to recruit Blood, Bloodsport, she's introducing him to another member of her team and said, like, you know, here's Peacemaker. He's been trained since childhood to be the ultimate weapon. He said, are you having a laugh? And so she's like, yeah. what do you mean? It's like, this guy does what I do. And he t- John Cena turns around and says, like, but better. And that's the beginning yeah. of their, their rivalry yeah. and their kind of, I mean, like, one-upmanship. Throughout that entire scene, all yeah. I can think of was uh, uh, Soldier Boy is like, mm-hmm. that's kiss me through the phone. <laughs> Drink yeah. to my entire float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, Which, that, that was be... it, man. Like they, they, they were so alike. And Rick Flag, um, once again, is a very mm. efficient killer slash leader or someone that can is competent in the battlefield. So right. the reason why I mentioned these three is once again because they're quite similar in their abilities. Mm-hmm. But there was one scene in this film that perfectly shows why that they are different. Are you talking and about the scene... death touch scene? No, 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 no. Once again, that's something okay. that is incredibly similar of all of right. them. They all managed yeah. to do the death touch, headbutt, kick, whatever that they did, and kill mm-hmm. them, kill three men instantly inside the truck right. that they were in, which was an yeah. amazing scene. Oh my I'm god! I'm talking about dope yeah. scene. That was that was good because mm-hmm. the setup was good, and then they perfectly executed it as like <laughs> pansies. All right. And then when it came to the thing that truly defined their individual characters mm-hmm. was the turning point of the film with the hard drives. Right. When you introduce the hard drives, all three of them took three different routes yeah. to how to handle their hard drive. Yeah. The hard drive of all the information. Um, before you continue who, with that, who, that's who actually to Starro. Just just before just before you 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 finish that point, let's actually explain that situation a bit more. So this okay. is this is near the end of the film where they've gotten to Jotunheim, and what's happened is Rick Flag has actually discovered that the American government was actually the re- respon- responsible for creating the Star of the Conqueror program in terms of getting this alien and actually um, financing Gaius Greaves, the thinker, in actually experimenting on these people. And uh, Rick Flagg, obviously being, I don't know, his name is very much on the nose, but very patriotic and thinking, I fought for my country only to, for, to find out my, that my country has been doing some messed up stuff. No, 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 no. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. All of these suicide missions, all of this stuff, everything that I've given up, I'm, I'm ad-libbing on his behalf, but, you know, you get that vibe in his frustration. And his plan is to basically take the hard drive. Okay. And the hard drive contains all of the data of what the program has been going on to. So, Ken, proceed you see, with your the, point. The interesting thing about that is, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if anyone caught this or maybe people just, yeah. just, just, just ignored it, yeah. He just literally grabbed a random hard drive. A random hard drive and conveniently <laughs> that had all of the data. Just, it, you know what I mean? Like he, just, he he literally rummaged for about 10 seconds and then boom, yeah. I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to release this you, because America has done terrible things and it has to be revealed. And I was the, like, 
the for, biggest you know, thing that could be like that, that could be Call of Duty, bro. <laughs> the biggest thing that, <laughs> that bothered me about that is the fact that it was actually a hard disk drive and not a solid state drive. Now, Ken, I don't know about you, but we live in the uh, we live in twenty twenty one when our consoles, our video game consoles, Tell have me, solid state drive. Britain. It wasn't America or Britain, but I'm saying Gaius Greaves is getting paid. If he's got the state of the art technology to ex- basically experiment on people and keep them alive while they're cut in half at the same time, my man's paying for SSDs. Come on. If I can get Bruh, SSDs at my didn't curries. Have information that he's talking about. He didn't even check it to see if there was any data and he literally grabbed a it, hard drive. Could've it was empty. a roll of the dice, but that is like, you know, plot convenience right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so silly when it happened. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave that to the side. Let's just assume mm-hmm. that he selected the correct hard drive. So right. he threatened to re- release it to the public to be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. look what America's been doing. And like yeah. I said, this is where the uh, differences between these three male characters start to yeah. diverge. Because Peacemaker's like, no, that's against the peace of America. This is right. what I want. I, I, w- yep. I will do anything by any means to ensure that there is peace in our nation. And that well, it's not even, it's, it's not even in our nation, right? He makes the point that this is going to be an international incident. I will guarantee exactly. peace. So I feel like Peacemaker is not he just like... He does have a point a little bit. He does a, have a, a point. A kind bit. of, kind of, but he... A little, that's I, what I said, a little bit. He has a yeah, little bit of a point. Yeah. I think Rick Flagg was being very, very uh, wide-eyed and optimistic and not thinking it 100%. through because that type of shit can pop off World War Three, and I think to your exactly. point that you're gonna make, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you land right there. Yeah, yeah. So that that was Peacemaker's uh, uh, mentality. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that goes against peace. You release mm-hmm. this, you can cause more damage than good. It is right. the righteous thing to do. However, mm-hmm. the righteous thing isn't always the right thing to do, and right. that was Peacemaker's mentality. Now mm-hmm. we we've seen from different well in real life about when people. Um, reveal information about, you know, it might be the royal family, it mm-hmm. might be about what America's done, about what Britain has done, about the secret Black Ops mission and everything. Right. And there was a bit of upheaval. People got, you know, put on trial and whatever, whatever. But things relatively stayed okay. You know what right. I mean? Right. But, you know, Peacemaker was not given any opportunity because it was a secret mission that mm-hmm. Amanda Waller even gave him by any yeah. means. Yeah. So that was, for me, I was like, oh, okay, that's why they're not just all trained killers that were trained from childhood or whatever. Right. Uh, for those two in particular, when it came to Bloodsport, because mm-hmm. what he did when he came across the hard drive, he came across the hard drive, instead of like breaking it out for, you know, like Frick Flag was going to do, or even, you know, destroying it because, you know, to maintain the peace, he was like, I'm going to use it as a ransom to make sure right. me and my own get out of here and i was like wow that is three ways of looking of how to deal with that kind of situation either destroy yeah. it to protect the peace of the world release it so you can uh so you can keep the world honest and clear mm-hmm. or use it as a ransom to my own personal benefit you know f the world <laughs> and i thought yeah. that was a beautiful and it literally happened at the end of like how you've literally defined despite the little personality traits of you know peacemaker being a bit nuts and bloodsport being very indifferent and not wanting close connection and Rick Flagg being the man of the mission, literally Captain America about superpowers. Right. Besides those small personality traits, they attacked the same problem a completely different way. And I thought that was a wonderful right. way of showing that. Yeah. It's, 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 it was a wonderful way because, you know, you got one hand peacemakers saying like, we need to completely s- subdue this information. 
um, because I want to maintain peace. You got red flags saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to Snowden this and leak it out there because the world deserves to know. Then you got Bloodsport basically saying like, yo, you, you're not messing with my daughter. You know, you tried to basically recruit me on this team by threatening to put my daughter in prison. What you're going to do now, you ain't going to kill any of us with your detonation box. You're not going to put my daughter in prison and I will maintain your secret. This is my insurance policy. Because if I die, if any of this stuff happens, it's automatically uploaded. You can't stop it. Yeah. You can't stop the internet. Yeah. So it's like you got one. They're all they're all kind of being selfish, but from different perspectives. I think even Rick exactly. Flag is being exactly. selfish because he's in his feelings. Because if he really was a government soldier, you got a toad. You got a toad a party line. You got to follow orders. Like you can't. Exactly. When you join up in the army, you can't pick and choose your orders. That's why a lot of lot of soldiers end up by the end of the career. Not even that. Like, let's say they make it to the career without a court martial and they still don't speak on it. They, they're tortured because they realize there's things that they had to do, the decisions that they had to make under orders because they didn't want to break the chain of command. It ha- yeah, they touched it, upon that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It haunts you, man. It haunts you. Like, you know, mm. I, I, and obviously I can't really necessarily relate to that in my life, but I know there's been certain beliefs that my, my mother's held that I kind of like look at her and think like, you're my mother and I'm supposed to agree with you, right? But you reach an age in life where you like, you, you have your own autonomy, um, your mm-hmm. own capacity to make decisions, make your own mistakes and live by them. Um, you kind of, you kind of, I kind of look at my, you know, my mom, my aunt, my dad, my uncle, and look at some of the decisions that they make and not to look down at them and say like, I wouldn't do it like that. Because I don't think I could get down like that and feel okay. You may feel okay. I might not. Like, I have to, I can't live by your decisions because guess what? That takes my agency away. I got to basically yeah. make my own dis- mistakes and be able to live with my own mistakes. How am I going to live with your mistakes at the same time? That's just impossible. But um, by the end of the film, it proceeds to obviously the cliche of big old monster, you know, destroying the city, rinse and repeat. The DC's done it, Marvel's done it, you know, collateral damage. The convenient thing is though, because this being a rated R movie slash rated fifteen, they don't conveniently have pedestrians just disappear from the city. Oh, we managed to make it out to the border. We're safe. No, 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 no. There's people either being Nah. Turn into nah. Starro zombies or straight up squished and or just trampled on by other people. This movie does not hide or weigh. It's like saying, We got the we got carte blanche to show violence, we're gonna show you violence by any means necessary. But like the strategy that the when when you got a character like Bloodsport who finally grows within himself to be a leader and comes up with a strat to actually take out Starro. It's dope, man. He's got Polka Dot Man doing his thing, taking out the ankles. Yeah. Well, the equivalent yep. ankles of a starfish. I don't even think starfish have ankles. Maybe they have five ankles. I don't know. Uh, but he takes yeah. out their ankles to, to drop it. But if he proceeds to die anyway, you've got um, uh, Nanaway, the shark, uh, King Shark. He jumps up. Nanaway. He jumps up and proceeds to start munching on Starro. While you've got, you know, Harley Quinn in the background showing some really dope free climbing skills like just gets up all of this rubble and proceeds to jump into Starro's eye and 
Rat, um, rat Master. What, what is she called again? Rat Master? Dude, how do you keep forgetting this person's name? Rat, rat Catcher 2. Rat Catcher 2. <laughs> rat ma- I, feel, I feel like Rat Master is better. But Rat Catcher 2, right. she uses her ability to summon all of the rats in Kota Maltese. I'm not going to lie, Ken. Uh, if Kota Maltese actually did exist and they had that many rats, legit, I am not going to that country. Because not only well, Tony, is... You'd be surprised how many rats there are in London alone i'm just like, i'm just it, happy that i don't see this number i'm just happy i don't see them but if Colton yeah, Maltese they, being they're, they're literally everywhere yo but Colton Maltese is a tiny island bro and it literally it was swarmed by rats those rats could take yeah. over move in and kick you out of your own apartment and they proceed yeah, yeah. to actually climb up starro by the power of rat catcher 2 aka rat master and just starts munching <laughs> on on starro from the inside out yeah. and they defeat him and that's you know that's the end of the movie right there he manages to get away by you know leveraging the uh the information that he's cultivated this movie was just dope man and it's like i can't yeah. imagine any i've actually talked to somebody that says like he didn't like it um he and the funny thing is two weeks ago he actually said oh what suicide squad uh the, the first one the david air suicide squad Again, he said, you know, I actually really like it. And I, like, I can't really relate to him. To each their own. Obviously, I'm not going to uh, say um, say anything bad about that. It's like, it's sometimes, you know what I say? Sometimes it's okay to be wrong. And in this case, my man is wrong. Um, you know. Yeah, he, I, I bet he wouldn't admit that, though. No, he's not going to be. I jab him all the time. It's all good. It's all in fun. But, um, and he didn't, well, he didn't got, actually I, like this one, which I find to be very surprising because I think across the board, it has better character development. It has better action. It's better shot and has a better story. So, you know, I don't, mm. I don't know how anybody could argue, you know, maybe I don't even know if he's making an argument that one is better than the other. He just did say he preferred Suicide Squad over The Suicide Squad. Bear in mind. Uh, did he say why? Um, I don't think he touched on it too much i think he just i think he just wasn't feeling it i had another friend called dominic um oh shit i just blasted him on this but he probably doesn't listen to the show so it's all good um he basically uh, break it down why he didn't like it, is that he's just not a fan of non-serious action films like he doesn't really like deadpool so when an action film is kind of tongue-in-cheek comedic he doesn't really feel it he prefers more hard edge serious action films which is fair enough okay that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Tony, yes. in this film mm-hmm. that we just watched, The Suicide Squad, twenty twenty one. Yes, not Suicide Squad. That's Suicide Squad without the the. Yeah. Um, could you imagine the Suicide could Squad? Could you imagine explaining that to your mum? Right. That's literally like the meme. Yeah, like, yeah. Mum, mum, mum. I want the Suicide Squad. She comes back and says, "Do, do you know what's nice? We got Suicide like, Squad at the, home, and she gives you the Air, uh, the David Air movie." Mate. Do you know how many remakes or like like bootleg remakes of different films there are? Mm-hmm. Like instead of the Avengers, it's the Revengers mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that has just either come out of China or like at different places, right? Right. And that's how people get uh, tricked. Like you know, like oh, how do you used to sell DVDs on the road? Mm-hmm. It's like oh yeah, yeah, here's the Avengers, the Avengers, but it actually says Revengers, and then your mum buys it, and then it's like yeah, the same the Avengers. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> like it, uh, that that's what it felt like right. when trying to describe which ones. Uh, these were yeah and it, it yeah it, it, i can imagine it getting quite confusing yeah however with this film in particular tony i want you to choose um one particular thing because i have my thing mm-hmm. what is the coolest part of this film what is the cool not necessarily it doesn't have to be a moment if it yeah. is a moment by all means yeah but what is the coolest aspect of this film i mean for me it's just like 
I thought this was super different in terms of demonstrating like um a cause, so what let me let me let me actually just get to the point. So you got Bloodsport, right? Who's essentially just a marksman. But the way they broke down his ability to use weapons which are just attached to him but they transform as he actually uh, takes them off his body then recombines them to make even more deadly ordnance. I thought that was dope. That was unique because I don't think his character is like that in the comic book. I think the only thing is he's got a technology where he can teleport guns to him. Like any yeah, weapon. he has a cache somewhere and he can literally teleport guns from that cache into his hands. Right. So literally he can put any weapon in his hand. And I think like the decision to make it that his, his weapons is part of his armor and is some sort of weird... Uh, nanotechnology was a way to limit him because if they did the other way where he has a cast somewhere he could potentially have unlimited right so I think this was a dope way to like limit him is like without making him look very very weak it was just dope it's like he's ripping off his chest plate chest plate two guns then side side, Bro, side thing you, can, you literally chose the thing I wanted to talk oh about oh my Fam, god that was the coolest thing I seen in my what right and then when he finally combined everything to make the bad man big tonk gun that yeah. he's shooting at Starro that blew my mind bro and the visuals like, of it was, was dope as well every, Oh, the, even the, down to his helmet as well yeah, his helmet's oh, connected to his suit yeah it was dope what I, do you know what I really liked about that that big gun that he had at the end is that a typical thing is just to have a big old gun and it's got all of these intricate lines to make it look well-designed and all of that stuff. But the fact that at the end of it, it's got this spinning propeller and as he shoots, it yep. spins faster. Yep. It just creates this dope visual silhouette of a weapon that we ain't seen before. It's like, oh, I don't know what that gun does, but I know whoever's on the other side of that is getting messed the hell up. And yep. I don't know. And, and Idris Elba played it with such cool and just like... It felt right. I think it could have been so easy that Bloodsport could have easily been dead shot, right? And you could argue that they are interchangeable because they're guys with masks that know how to use guns and their weapons are attached to them. But the fact that it kind of mutates and morphs with him, visually, it just made him seem so unique. Now, all I want is a, tr a kind of like a fatal four way or maybe a tag match of dead shot and, and Deathstroke versus. Peacemaker and Bloodsport. I want to see that tag Ooh. match. You know that Royal Rumble. That would be disgusting. Put them <laughs> on an island and say, "Hey, kill each other." You have twenty-four uh, hours. So you're trying to make it a battle royale. Battle royale. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah, Do man. it. Um, there's there's quite a few cool parts of of of, of um this uh this film. Mm -hmm. One one that was literally I think it was used for a poster or even for the R rating trailer. Right. Is it starts raining. They're using the rain as cover. Oh storm, so and visually dope. Shark just rip a guy in slow motion in half. Do you know what? That was a bloody cool I'm, scene. I'm gonna, Horribly gory. I'm gonna add to that. That was beautiful. I'm gonna add to that. Even just before oh, go, that go. scene when you just see them emerging from the rain. So the rain is so heavy, it's just causing an overcast of white. All you're seeing is the main characters emerging through the what I would like to call the blades of rain, the, the, the heavy droplets of rain. But it's just they're covered in this 
you only see initially their silhouette until they focus in and you can see them but everything else is just blades of white falling from the sky visually i ain't seen that in a movie before if it has been done in the movie i haven't seen yeah. that movie but it was just like a it's just a dope kind of like this movie do you know what this movie is it's a throwback to the 80s and 90s action movies a la commando or do you know what mm. i think it was it's expendables where how the expendables were meant to be like some people were truly expendable in this movie and they end up dying it's weird like when you watch stallone's the expendable movie nobody actually dies in it and yeah, no one's really well what, what one guy died i mean the kid he wasn't in the poster so he was definitely gonna die um <laughs> but yeah man i yeah. don't know man there's nothing really more i can add to this we thoroughly spoiled it for any person out there thinking well, like oh they, you spoiled the movies this is a spoiler review we well told the you. other scene that i i really enjoyed and it was relatively short yeah is because remember when we talked about peacemaker and rick flag oh that fight uh, scene was uh, so dope oh snap right so what happened in the scene is they have a difference in their opinions yeah. about what to do with the hard drive yeah and so because they have a difference it means they're about to throw down yeah and they start fighting and they have this really cool scene of and and it says almost as if the camera is looking into the silver helmet of peacemaker oh, and you see the fight scene in the helmet and it's rotating around it i was like this is like people don't notice these stuff yeah like and how great just, just to was. clarify because when you stop and think about the actual logistics of trying to make that work yeah even if they did it digitally that is a great idea yeah to show oh it's from dope. the perspective of that uh, helmet just to clarify by the way it's like it wasn't in the helmet is off of the reflection of the chrome yeah yeah off the, the reflection of yeah. the helmet yeah and you're, sure. you're watching yeah. the scene it's like they obviously it was done through cg because obviously they they wouldn't be able to shoot yeah, you can't of, see the camera yeah um unless they did the matrix thing and creatively erased it but the way they were fighting i don't know where the camera guy would be able to fit in because you're getting also the other perspective so it wouldn't work so clearly it's cg on to the the camera and this is one of those ones i would love to see this on corridor digital for them to break it down because essentially if you think about it the way they have to do is one the helmet itself has to be cg right and all, not only that, they're doing all of the self surface imperfections, like his fingerprints from taking it off, the smudging, the scrapes and scratches from all of the action that they've been through, right? That is perfectly rendered onto the helmet. But at the same time, they got the perfect, what's the word? Um, uh, not degradation, but you know, the, the perfect warping of the helmet and the reflection of them off of that. Yeah, it had a lot of wear and tear on it and it just made it even more authentic so, and you got the the warping of the curvature so you, when you see them on the edges of the helmet they're perfectly warped round like a, what you would expect from a reflection of a rounded dome it, it's not going to be like a tv screen where everybody's you know perfectly up straight it's going to be slightly curved where the helmet curved and it, the, this this movie is a testament to creative action direction creative writing I completely agree vis visual yeah. direction um for um once again cinematography because i'm talking about there's some beautiful bloody shots and the the actual cg work on this like we haven't spoken about this but king shark is some of the best cg i have seen in the past 10 years and that is including yeah. avengers endgame this character at no point throughout this film you are pulled back and thinking that's fake 
if it's legit yeah it feels so it natural good. it fits in the scene even when he was eating people it, it was it was so seamless it felt in and place of the world like the scene when they're running through the streets and he's behind them at no point i'm thinking yeah. like look at that cartoon character at the background there's times where i thought to myself like oh snap that guy in the suit is doing a really good job as king shot what am i talking about it's a cg character it, it's like the texture of it the wetness of it the slight iridescent yeah. shine the subsurface scattering they pull it off man i i don't know what else to say about this film ken i i well i i learned that they they based that character model mm-hmm. of king shot because they could have went down the uh uh killer croc yeah. route of just put a guy in a suit yeah that's not really big mm-hmm. and just make him you know like a, a shark man why, why, why did they do that but they why they, didn't they, they make killer off, croc what i i don't know they wanted to do practical effects maybe to save money i don't know <sighs> but with uh king shark that I think they they base the character model off of the Harlequin King Shark, yeah, because um, it looks exactly like it. Yeah. And it's actually confirmed that they love that interpretation or that character model of yeah. King Shark that they more or less copied and pasted. It do, do you know? And I think that's why they may have well, because they had a bit more money right. for this film, and also they wanted to make an actual big uh, character, yeah, because you can't make a character that big. And put them in a suit. No, it's you just, can't. You can't. Do you know what's the interesting thing about that? That I've seen, like a lot of people are disappointed because you know the king shot that they used. Because there's been loads of iterations just in the comic book alone. So many. Some of which have there's actually been a hammer, ha- hammer hammerhead fish, front, uh, shot, right? Which yeah. I think is technically not the same as Nanaway. Nanaway is because there's been multiple actual king sharks, and Nanaway is actually a specific king shot but a lot of people are upset about the fact that he's not henching rips and i thought to myself it wasn't until i think james gunn explained it in an interview said like have you actually ever seen a shark in real life and at any point have you actually thought you know what that shark is looking real trim real lean sharks are quite fatty if you, if you really break it down like they don't have they're not shredded no fish well, don't. is shredded let's look at all the the sea creatures mm. that are the killers of the ocean. Yeah. Let's look at killer whales. Let's look at sperm whales. Right. Let's look at uh, uh, um, uh, octopus right. or octopi. Yeah. Uh, uh, or what's it? A giant. Is a giant octopus? Uh, uh, look at sharks. Yeah. Let's look at dolphins. Mm-hmm. All these motherfuckers I'm, are smooth. <laughs> I mean, dolphins are not really killers, Ken. I don't know what dolphins you've been messing around with. Oh, killing oh, people. Oh, they're, they're worse than sharks, bro. They're worse than sharks. Really? They, they, they'll, like, if it was a shark versus dolphin, dolphin's body in a shark, bro. I don't believe that. I want to see that, but I don't believe I, it. I, like, like in terms of being friendly towards people. Yeah. Yeah, dolphins, they love people. Right. Sharks will, you know, if they see blood, <laughs> they're, they're trying to eat. I, but dolphins are strong, bro. I'm putting money on a shark, though. You give me a, you give me a, right. a, a king, a, 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 um, a thingy, um, a great white shark. Um, I'm putting my money on that. Like, I, I think he's bothering a dolphin. We're not going to get into this, Ken. Psh, boy, all right, man. Boy, I, I'll put one Google search in, man. I'll take your money. Bro. I mean, I mean, but like, that, you know, let's get into the other topic we was going to get into about the unfortunateness of this film, right? We, we've both really loved this film. I've actually seen it twice in cinema. I paid up. Well, well, just before we get onto that, yeah. because we've talked about the uh, amazing scenes. We've talked about the amazing comedy. We've talked about how to merge between mm-hmm. uh, different characters and personalities. That there were actually moments of levity, and I'm going to talk about one thing because I know we're running in quite uh, quite a lot into this yeah. uh, podcast. And there there was one scene that I thought was going to go one way, but it mm-hmm. didn't. It actually respected the actual uh, touching scene that was happening, and that was yeah. Ratcatcher Two explaining about her father Taiko Waititi, Ratcatcher One, yeah, yeah. and how yeah. he was a good father, but then he succumbed to the effects of drugs, um, right. and then he passed away, le- leaving her. 
uh, alone in the world to, yeah. well, with his technology mm-hmm. to go about the world and, and how he was, she was trying to make that relate to uh, blood sports. Like, I call all a daughter once as a lover of a father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like having that is, is, is amazing, which led to a very, very nice uh, scene. And then when she was describing it, they, the camera cut to Peacemaker and I thought they were going to do that Marvel stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, cool. There was a really touching scene. Let's underpin it with a joke. Right. Because I, I relate that to uh, that scene that Thor had when uh, Rocket was there. Mm-hmm. And then Thor said a lot of emotional stuff. And then Rocket did a little snarky, small kind of joke mm-hmm. after he said that stuff. And I thought, oh, come on, man. That, that, that kind of like killed the scene. But in this one, they cut to Peacemaker. And then he looked kind of like, oh, man, that's rough. Yeah. And then they cut to the new scene. And I thought that was amazing. Right. I, I was so shocked that they didn't tell a joke. That's how indoctrinated that we are with Marvel films, mm-hmm. or for me at least, to assume that's just going to be like a little punchline at the end of it. Right. But they had a really emotional scene. It showed, it made me care more about the character, it made me care about a lot more people in that bus when she was telling the story. Yeah. But they didn't strip it away thematically. And, and I thought that was a really good choice. Yeah. No, you're, you're spot on. It was like, it was earnest and it was earned. You know, we find out why um, Bloodsport is afraid of rats all the way through the film. Like he goes on about how rats are disgusting and yeah. he's terrified. And, and it's like, it's very earnest and they stuck to it. They didn't kind of say like, ah, joke here, just for the sake of it. It was very much, we're going to keep this truly touching moment as a touching moment. And I appreciate it, man. I, I really loved it. I love this film, man. I just, I just do. Yeah. Not one of the best films this year, in my opinion. I think it's the best, and I've been saying this to everybody, it's the best movie that DC has done since The Dark Knight. I will say that with my chest. Hmm. Like, I dare you to find... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. De- 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 definitely. I was going to say, no, no. De- yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. No, that, that's really it, man. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, um, some people... Joker? No, Joker? I think this movie's better than Joker. Granted, I wasn't that, high, okay. I wasn't that cool. high on Joker. I gave it like a... If I was to score it, like, I gave Joker like a 7 out of 10. I think it was fine. It wasn't revelatory. I'll tell you this, like, 10 minutes of Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight is better than the whole of the Joker movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Let, 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 let's, let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um. So we talked about, you know, how much we loved it. And by, by, by no means is this in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Everyone has been praising the hell out of this film. Yeah. Everyone is so thankful for uh, 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 this film uh, being as good as it is because it's such a palate cleanser of what came previously, Suicide Squad 2016 mm-hmm. with Will Smith, Margot Robbie and, and a collection of other misfits. Mm-hmm. And this film critically has been doing incredibly well yes but tony tell the people where this film has unfortunately fallen so i'm not huey lewis but this is the news so coming up now we're talking about what's happened to the suicide squad um the suicide squad unfortunately like you said accolades people love this movie unfortunately these people did not show up to watch it uh, this movie has actually fallen very short. It's, uh, it's opening weekend. I think it made $34 million. Um, that is not great. Off of the back of a budget of, I believe, was $150 million. Am I correct, Ken? Um, not too sure. I, th- I know it was just under 200 It's just under 200 It was This movie was 
uh, an expensive undertaking and you know it, it seems like uh, it's it's gonna be a, a flop like you know you can, might think and say that okay no maybe it might have a long tail uh, it doesn't really typically happen with blockbusters that have a long tail like that most movies make their big money in their first few weeks and after that it just precipitously falls um a lot of people are blaming it for loads of things if you can you you tell me you tell me your perspective why did this movie flop man it it's just we could pick about like four or five different reasons i've i've got quite a few uh on the list mm. um we've got the basic ones that everyone's been suffering with in this trying period of our history mm-hmm. uh, as human nation which is covid-19 mm-hmm. that's one that's one reason and you know i'm not saying that that is the only reason but that is something that has clearly affected cinema mm-hmm. on a major scale like even when we watched um christopher nolan's latest film tenant yeah. like the the numbers were not as expected it did numbers yeah. but it didn't do uh what expected but i'm not going to dwell on that too much so covid-19 is one reason everyone's been getting it yeah Right. Another reason is, well, this was released concurrently on HBO Max. Right. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has HBO Max, but uh, in other nations around the country besides America, I don't know if it's outside America, but at least here in Britain, yeah. we do not have HBO Max and we cannot access HBO Max. So we cannot watch it, which could do one of two things. It can push people to stream it illegally mm-hmm. or it pushed people away from the cinema to watch it on streaming sites. Right. So therefore the numbers might actually be better on HBO Max, but they're not trying to reveal that because they might get complained by the cinemas or, you know, the box office to say, yo, you're taking our money away. Right. We're the people that put you on. Stop taking our money away. Yeah. So that's another reason why I think that it didn't do so uh, well. But I think the biggest reason why it didn't do well, because those first two reasons everyone's been suffering with that mm-hmm. everyone everyone's been suffering yeah. with that and we've got varying levels of success depending on which studio or which film or what time it's being released for example like jungle cruise or even black widow right the main reason i think that this film uh didn't do as well is because it has left a bad the first film 2016 yeah. suicide squad i was going to say the has same left thing a bad taste in everyone's mouth yeah. like it, and it's not it's not like they rebooted it because usually when a film does really, really bad or not particularly well, they reboot it. Mm-hmm. Happened with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. happened with X-Men or, well, with X-Men, it was a bit of a soft reboot, yeah. but it was different enough that people could tell this isn't the same X-Men like it was wearing spandex yeah. and whatever, whatever. They completely changed the feeling of it, the look of it. Same thing with Spider-Man as well. They completely changed the look yeah. and feel of it to make sure it was clear this ain't your dad's Spider-Man. This ain't your dad's X-Men. Mm-hmm. This is something completely different to the point they even changed the title, which even adds even more reasons why this film didn't, uh, may have not done so well. And so the first film left a bad taste. It was panned critically, yeah. right? It didn't do incredibly well. And then you release a film that has more or less the exact same name with multiple, not one, multiple characters, mm-hmm. like uh, actors reprising their roles in this film that were in that first film. Yeah. So people thought like, well, the first one was trash. So why would I watch this one? Just because you got Idris Elba and John Cena in, in this film. Yeah. Does that mean that I'm going to watch this one? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's so sad because like I said, it left a bad taste in people's mouths about the first film, which is still very recent. Bro, it came out 2016. Yeah. That was what? Five years what? ago. That's five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. 
you know, and little effort was made to separate them yeah. from each other. Yeah. It is so, it's such a misfire on DC, man. Such a misfire because it, it's true. Like, what film, when people don't like a film, they don't come back to it. If a film is good in the cinema, people go to go back to watch that film cons- consistently, right. back to back to back. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because it had such an initial, it had something working against it. And I don't know if it's part of some people still hating on James Gunn about whatever he did back. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, that might even be a small, insignificant factor. But because the first Suicide Squad film happened and it had, and it got hyped, bro, it got hyped. You was there with mm-hmm. me. It got hyped up so much. That soundtrack much did off of that, some uh, heavy uh, lifting. Queen, the Queen soundtrack, bro, the trailer. It did some heavy, heavy up, lifting. Of that. Fam, so severely that people's expectations shot sky high. And then we heard that Joker's going to be in it. And then we heard Batman's going to be in it. Yep. And then we, what? And then we might see Flash. What? That, like people were losing their minds. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was a trash film. Do you know how painful it is for someone's expectations to be crushed so severely and then receive something like that? And then a sequel's coming out? Mm-hmm. But it's not really a sequel, Tony. It's a kind of soft reboot, reboot, uh, uh, sequel, prequel, you know, whatever, whatever. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Right? But we had we we, we had uh, Harley Quinn, we had uh, Rick Flag, we had uh, Captain Boomerang, uh, Amanda Waller, all those people, same actors reprising their roles. Yeah. So why would I think? All right, that first one was film, uh, w- w- was trash. Why would I go see the next one? Yeah. So I think it, that lost it, it. Definitely lost something. They didn't separate it, Tony. No, you're right. You're right. It. I think another thing to add is the fact that nobody in this film is putting butts in this in seats. Like, as much as you, people go on about how great uh, Idris Elba is and how they love Idris Elba films, you guys have not seen Idris Elba films in cinema because none of his movies, when he's starring, I'm talking about when he is a star, a lead in the film, have been box office successes. Like, find, if you can find one, I'm going to call you a liar because it doesn't exist. Most of his films that he has been a lead in have not been box office successes. So proving that John Cena is not getting you in boxing seats. Idris Elba is not getting you boxing seats. Joel Kinnaman, as much as I like him, he couldn't get enough boxing seats for his Robocop movie. He's not doing it for the Suicide Squad. And that's something to consider because I think if you consider something like the Black Adam movie, like The Rock right now is cinema gold. There's so many cinemas that are waiting for a new... Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie, like because they know people are gonna show up. I told you this: if The Rock was in Fast and the Furious, if there was any a hint that he comes in like halfway through, guarantee you that movie would have been the biggest. I think it currently is the biggest movie in in twenty twenty one, but without a lie, the 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 people would have showed up in cinema. They would have said like, "Man, yeah. I'll risk COVID for The Rock. I I love him so much. I would I'll be on a rus- respirator for The Rock." He puts butts in seats. Uh, oh yeah, one one thousand mm-hmm. percent. And I agree with you, man. Like everyone that's in this film, I enjoy them as actors by themselves. But I know the wider populace when they see certain names, because mm-hmm. there are certain names that are synonymous with success. Unfortunately, like not everyone that's a great actor automatically puts butts in seats. Yes, yeah. you know there 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 are actors that you just know their names. Like oh yeah yeah, that'd be nice to see them. But there are other ones that are like all right cool cool. I don't care what this is about. Mm-hmm. I want to see this guy. Yeah in the cinema and i used to think that okay well you don't have to really know anyone yeah like because we had the well 
and I know people don't like to hear this comparison between Marvel and DC, but Marvel found a way to kind of do that mm-hmm. with with some of their property. Yeah. Like what well, well, they they created an environment to allow people to uh trust Marvel and, and bring butts to seats. Yeah. For example, with Guardians of the Galaxy. Tell me who in Guardians of the Galaxy did anyone know? As in the wider public, no one knew them. I, but because Marvel has such such good uh, uh, um, marketing rapport with, with 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 the actual people watching, yeah. well, Marvel films, yeah. and ended up being an amazing film, mm-hmm. coincidentally directed by James Gunn as well. Yeah, and it wasn't it, during a pandemic; it did numbers. Yeah, it did. Silly I, numbers. I will say this like, though: I think uh, a thing to consider as well, because uh, the WWE actually ended up helping the marketing as well because they did some stuff during the WWE. I think Batista being in Guardian of the Galaxy, especially with that first one, did something to bring in the the wrestling fans. And that's a that's a large contingent yeah. of people. I would say at that time, you know, just just hearing the buzz about the film is like, wait, you're telling me that Vin Diesel is playing a tree and all he says is I am Groot? Okay, I'm going to watch this out of curiosity. Wait, you're telling me that Dave Batista is in this movie? Dave Batista from WWE? Do you know what? I think I'm going to watch this film. I think those two things in terms of like... Because it, what Marvel really does well is to capitalize on the leaks and the information that kind of seeps out there. And when they see it trending yeah. on Twitter, they say, oh, feed that beast. Feed it. Tell them everything. Yeah. Because in other news, right? In other news, just to, to give you something. On the Idris Elba note, I have just found out that Idris Elba has been cast as Knuckles in the new Sonic movie. That's kind of, that, <laughs> that is kind of wild. I'm actually excited in that. Also. um Yeah, I, I, I will be watching that. I'll be watching that. I actually enjoyed the first. <laughs> no one. other reason. I actually enjoyed the first Sonic <laughs> film. Uh, another news, uh, Sh- Shamir Anderson, a uh, lesser known actor, a uh, black actor. He has actually been cast as uh, the Blue Marvel in Captain Marvel sequel, uh, The Marvel. So I don't know if you've been aware of that. The, the sequel to Captain Marvel is called The Marvels. And they've actually cast. Yeah, cast yes, is going to be collecting a lot of the Marvels. Yeah, yeah, so they've actually cast Blue Marvel um, for history. He's actually a in terms of the canon of Marvel, he's one of the earliest superheroes who kind of had to hide his identity because he was a black man in 1950s America. So uh, eventually, he he's inadvertently Damn. revealed to be black, and he had to retire by the government, asking to retire. And it's not until modern day he's brought back into being uh, a superhero he's has similar powers in terms of having cosmic energy similar powers to captain marvel so it'll be interesting to see how they handle the character um uh what's other bits of news oh ken the the big one we wanted to discuss and this is what we're going to cap off the show there's been a massive controversy surrounding um the twitter the captain america twitter account uh ken you you've you brought this to my attention you break it down what what happened in this story well, um, what happened is, well, I, I, I'll reveal it how I would assume people uh, found out the information. Yeah. So the Captain America Twitter, which had Sam Wilson heavily featured on mm-hmm. it, as he is, is the new Captain America based off of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show ending, they changed the Captain America Twitter profile to captain carter yes captain carter is a character from the what if series that what if steve rogers didn't get the super serum super soldier serum Mm -hmm. and peggy carter got the super soldier serum well what happened is that she became captain britain and she became the hero that steve rogers became but uh it's her instead so they changed that over 
and people are upset. Yeah. I'm not saying all people are so upset because me and Tony, we, we, we understand exactly what's going on. And if anything, I, I don't know about Tony, but I, I, I like that. I, I know exactly why they did that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, tomorrow is the first, is, is the first day of, of the What If series yes. on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. The Marvel What If series on Disney+. Plus. And, well, in this What If universe, or the first episode, I believe, Captain Carter is fe- featured. Yeah. And since Captain Carter is featured in his What If universe, Captain America doesn't exist. Right. So they're doing it to hype up the next Captain of the Super Soldier series. Yeah. Now, the thing that I found quite uh, interesting about all of this this is not the first time they've changed the Captain America profile on the Twitter page. Yeah. They changed it from Steve Rogers to Sam Wilson mm-hmm. because they passed on the mantle of Captain America from one character to the next. Yeah. So temporarily, because we are in the what if era and we're not going to see Falcon in a film or show for a very long time. And the only form of the super soldier serum being represented in today's pop culture is through Captain Carter, yeah. which is going to be featured in this first episode yeah. of the What If series. And even though I understand that, and I believe Tony understands that, and whoever's listening that is hearing this and thinking mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's stupid. Obviously, that's a marketing thing that should work, that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. People are still upset. Right. Because they feel like, well, Tony, what have you found out about this? Uh, or how people have reacted? I don't know if so, you uh, have found out anything in particular. It's been variable, right? So you've got a contingent of people thinking that this is a form of whitewashing where they've taken this white woman and literally washed off uh, uh, you know, Sam Wilson's face off of the Captain America and put this white woman on top of it. Then you've got another camp that think this is anti-patriotic. This is anti-American because you're putting Captain Carter with a British flag on our Captain America page. Man, they done took her jobs. Like, it's, you know, this, is, this is how I feel about it, Ken, right? I, 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 I'm going to keep this nice, sweet and short. Uh, I think this is a, a, it's a mess, a, a F up on two fronts. Uh, the first front mm. is technically the second front, but I'm going to start with this. All these people that are upset about this, this is not the hill that you die on because this is nothing. This is entertainment. No. There's bigger things Thank in the you. world to worry about. Th- I was going to say. Much yeah. bigger thing to, in the world. To so if this is the hill that you want to die on, you clearly haven't got a life. You have no purpose. You have no dreams or aspirations. You have no real cause to fight for. So you, you jump on Twitter to bandwagon to, 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 to march with your torch and pickforks at absolutely nothing. But where I see on the other side where Marvel's messed up is that why didn't you just create another Twitter account? The reason why they didn't is because they wanted to jump off the wave and the following of that Twitter account. That Twitter account has yeah. 2.8 million followers. What they could have done, mm. very easily done, is just gone to the, the MCU page and maybe changed the MCU page. Or maybe went to the Marvel Entertainment page and changed that because I think for the longest time, this has only been a Captain America page. I actually scroll through to like, even before they were promoting Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was just mostly Captain America stuff, even just the comic book stuff. Right. Um, so I, I don't know why they chose to, to do this. Maybe like because they didn't expect there to wasn't... be... Uh, thingy yeah. but like i'm looking at the marvel studios twitter account there's 6.4 million followers and they're still promoting what if 
would it have been that difficult for maybe maybe there was a mandate not to change that Twitter account to Captain Mar- uh, Captain uh, Marvel, but like maybe use the Captain uh, the Marvel Entertainment one because that's strictly for the comic books. I'm there. There was ways to kind of avoid this. Maybe my only thing I could figure is that when they had this idea, they did not think that people would care. But you're living in a world of Twitter. That's what I'm going to say. It's only a thing that they could have resolved in hindsight. You know, I I don't believe that. I believe that you 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 tread carefully when you have six million followers on your main account. You must realize that there's a percentage of these people that's going to care about every single thing that you do. Regardless of how well-intentioned some of this percent, even if it's 5%, that 5% could be the loudest and they're going to have something about it. Wait, how dare you promote a Black Panther? Like, superheroes can't be black. You're going to have a percentage out there, even if it's 1%, but you, yeah. you stick to your guns. And I think for the most part, from what I see this, to the Twitter account, they haven't rolled back on it. They haven't issued an apology or an explanation. They might release one as a... They, they don't need to. They don't need to. They really don't need to. But I think to myself, it's like, you could have created a separate Twitter account and quickly got up to like 2 million subscribers. But maybe they thought that since this is so transient because it's just an episode in What If, mm. it didn't really behoove them to create a whole Twitter account. But again, you're, you're Marvel. You're, you're, you're Disney. You're, tri- you're, you're a billion dollar company. This would have been nothing to yeah. hire like two guys to, man- uh, to manage this, this account. It's, I, I do find it interesting because I want to know, it, it seems like a very vocal minority that are complaining about mm-hmm. it. And I think part of that vocal minority are people that don't get it. I actually believe people don't get yeah. it. They just see that a character has been changed and they think like, oh yeah, that's going to be how it's going to be for the rest. Yeah. They don't know that what if is approaching. Mm-hmm. They're just getting angry on a surface change right. and not thinking deeper to actually understand what the context is behind why this change right. happened. And because they're not thinking that way, all they see is a change of something that they like and they literally connected two dots together. Yeah. Not thinking that, you know, you can't just, like any journey from here to Tumbuktu is not a straight line. Yeah. But that's what they did. They connected it with a straight line and got upset about the straight line rather than thinking, no, it's actually more nuanced, it's more complex than yeah. that. There's larger context. There are roads, rivers, bridges, boats in between everything. Yeah. And so they get annoyed a knee-jerk reaction thinking like oh marvel done it again did it like rah, come on yeah. man like behave yourself i want to so yeah i i it's just a reminder once again that you know the the world is 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 i don't want to say too emotional i, I think people are justifiably emotional but in the it, like like but directing it in the i don't think is i right? don't think it's because, justified at all i think it's basically no 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 it's it's not justified okay. at, at all no, no no way it's just that when when I when I see things like this, I'm just thinking, okay, how much did you actually spend googling? You spent actually spent all your energy getting angry mm-hmm. rather than spending energy to figure out why this is happening. Yeah. It's so dumb. It is dumb. Um, I think I want to add a couple. I've just discovered a, a few more pieces of news. Very small. I just want to mention them and we can we can wrap. Uh, but uh, I think a big one is Sony has completed um acquisition deal and actually merging Funimation with Crunchyroll so for all of the anime lovers out there I think this is actually a a huge deal what that means for us the consumer I don't know because Crunchyroll has been great for people that you know maybe can't afford the subscription but you know are open to watching the ads but Funimation doesn't have ads and I think Funimation has primarily just been operating out of America maybe this is their attempt to stretch more internationally 
uh, but that is crazy. Uh, the deal went through for $1.175 billion. Wow. Yes. They, they, they pulled a, a Disney. They, they pulled a, a, <laughs> a, a, collect as much. a minor Disney. This is definitely going to help the Sony portfolio because right now Sony 100%. is only kind of operating off of the strength of PlayStation and their Spider-Man movies. Other than that, Sony, Spider-Man, I was gonna Sony say, yeah. kind of str- is struggling even with the TVs, to be fair. Uh, other pieces of news, uh, we got Dave Batista. He seems to be very frustrated with the handling of Batista and Thanos. Obviously, in the comic book, uh, Thanos was actually first killed by um, Drax, the Destroyer. He actually rips his heart out of his chest. And uh, uh, well, he was called Drax the Destroyer because he was like he was he was engineered to kill. Yes, Thanos. yes. And obviously, the the MCU had their choices and how they wanted to handle it. Bear in mind, Drax is not one of the top tier heroes. He is one of the minor teams. The you know when we think of the Trinity of the MCU, we think of Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. Of course, it's going to be them responsible in the downfall of Thanos. Uh, and if you really break it down, the person that actually defeated Thanos was Iron Man with the snap, or Thor when he chopped off his head. So, you know, two Thanos have been destroyed. And get over yourself. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, you know, I like Dave Batista because he's always been outspoken. He wouldn't have anything to really talk about if that never happened in a comic book. So it's like, if he still well, he he's not repri- he's not reprising his role as the voice actor as Drax in the. I, th- I think a lot of actors are not. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back yeah. as Tony Stark, but I think it's mostly because they can't afford him at this point. I think Chris Evans. Well, yeah. Well, they they, they didn't even ask him. No. Um, because they or they even they didn't even mention it. Say like, oh, wait, we're not gonna go with you. I think that's or whatever. Even talking. Yeah, about I think it. it's mostly because he said he was done, done. Like after he did Endgame. He, like bear in mind he has un- Robert Downey Jr. has unfollowed everybody related to the Marvel I'm talking about including the actors on his Instagram oh sick on his Instagram <laughs> this happened a couple I think a couple of months ago uh, what other piece yeah. of news do I want to mention to wrap up oh WB uh, 2020 movies won't be on HBO Max day one new 45 day theatre wait wait one be- what, what was that say that again so WB Warner Brothers 2020 yeah. movies won't be on HBO Max day one. New 45-day theatre deal with AMC announced. So, I don't know whether it's the case they realise maybe this uh, day one movie thing. Yes, it was great for the pandemic, but we've actually lost a lot of money and actually lost a few relationships with some of these cinemas. But it seems like... Bro, the box office has been complaining, though. They've been complaining. But this is, this is, this is what's going to be the proof in the pudding. And I think if uh, Marvel also yeah. rolls back their plan as well, because I think after Shang-Chi, that's the last movie to be actually planned to come out on Disney Plus on the premium access. After that, I think Disney, uh, Disney Marvel is going to be making their decisions. I think also they're not going to be doing day ones as well. Because um, I think they've made a lot of money, but not as much as they've wanted to. Um, this is what's going to be proof in the pudding. When these movies come out in cinemas, whatever it's a for, whatever whether it's a forty five day rule or longer or not, if people still don't show up, the the cinemas can't blame the studios anymore. They need to acknowledge that people just don't want to go to your cinema. They, we're in the middle of a pandemic. This is entertainment. It's not a priority. We are not obligated. Well, it, it, no, if anyone's international listening to this, just to let you know, in London or England in England um, since July the 19th I believe mm-hmm. um, 
we have been free to roam the streets like normal, except you have to wear a mask when you get onto public transport. Oh, you don't, you don't need to today, anymore. You don't need to anymore. That's been lifted. Oh, you don't no, need no, to no, anymore? You... Okay. Everything is back to normal in England. Kind of. However, this is not indicative of the rest of the yes. world. Everywhere else, it's still quite, well, funny. And even though things have gone back to normal on paper, um, people are still quite apprehensive of going to certain mm-hmm. places. Places are not as jam-packed or as full as they, as they used yes. to be anyway. So this is a, something that will either take a very long time to go back to normal or it is irreparable damage to how people interact with just, you know, outside activities, mm-hmm. you know? I I I yeah, I think proof will be in the pudding. Uh, the next big movie I can think of, you got Shang Chi, but that's going to be on premium access. Um, I don't believe they have made an announcement of Eternals, so Eternals could be a cinema exclusive. Um, if people don't show up, but like if the, the if, if if the Eternals have good reviews and there's buzz, great buzz about it, and people still don't go see it, that's going to be an indicator that. There's a bigger problem out there besides these studios trying to figure out other ways to make revenue. Because the truth is, as whether you like it or not, whether it's greedy and selfish or not, including Scarlett Johansson and Emma Watson's legal claims, the case is, is that people don't want to show up to the cinema. And these studios had to figure out other ways to make money. Now, should you get a cut of that money? I truly believe you should because you are participating in that and it's within your contract if it truly is. So they should make restitutions mm. and reparations towards you. Now, that's a deeper conversation. But this kind of public outcry by these cinemas like AMC and all of that to say like, you know, you're screwing over the industry. It's like, no, COVID did that already, bruv. When you had to get shut down, you can't blame that on Disney+. Plus. You can't blame that on HBO Max. And that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, man. Well, just to summarize... um, Things are still nuts. Things are still nuts out <laughs> uh, in these streets, it's be a long man. Time before anything gets back to um, things are still nuts up in the streets, man. That's 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 yeah. It's 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 too it's too crazy, man. Um, yeah, man. I, I think that's where we can kind of end uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um, one key thing I would like to say finally on uh, the Suicide Squad twenty uh, twenty one. Mm-hmm. I hope it gets an edge of tomorrow. Oh, it's it's not uh, uh, kind of it's not. I, I, I'm saying I hope yeah. because bro if anyone knows about Edge of mm-hmm. Tomorrow uh, Live That I Repeat it got renamed yeah. and what happened is that it didn't do well in box yeah. office but because it was actually popular in terms of Blu-ray and DVD yeah. sales it actually found a lot of love after its release in uh, the cinema and then it recouped quite a bit of its yeah. money and now it's getting a sequel at some point in the future the problem is I don't know if it will happen with Suic- The Suicide Squad 2021 yeah. But I, 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 I would love it. For I think it the problem happen, with that is, if it's not particularly, is that Ezra yeah. uh, Tenora quickly came out to DVD and, and stuff very, very quickly. Problem with Suicide Squad is it's free on HBO Max if you got the subscription. So unlike Disney Plus, where they could recruit from a premium access, there's no way to necessarily recruit quickly off of Suicide Squad. And that's why I don't think it's going to have a Ezra Tomorrow moment. Mm. but you know who knows who knows but uh a shame a shame 
let's ra- let's what? wrap this up, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you for everybody out there that uh, came to listen to the spoiler review. We're trying out something new by you know giving you a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review later on. Um, hopefully, we can also give you an uh, extra bonus episode uh, this weekend if you're available tomorrow to record. I would love to have you there. Um, but yeah, this is this is us signing out. You know, we appreciate you sticking around all the way to the end. It's a very long episode. We had a lot to talk about. But um, this is us signing out. Find us in the usual places, social media, on deck.podcast. Uh, I am um, Royal, Royal that Majesty. Ken is I am Mr. Ken. Follow us there. Give us your feedback. Give us your likes. Give us your comments. We want your, your, your input so we can grow and improve. Only you can do this. But do it on all of the relevant places and we can implement it better for you. So this is me signing out. Peace. Adios, people.